0: what is going on everybody it is flapjack steve it is wednesday september 26th of 2018 and man we have a bunch of crap to talk about tonight i mean honestly it's just going to be another nfl podcast because what else is going on in the world besides nfl uh baseball yeah super exciting uh, so exciting, in fact, that we went and watched the Phillies get their asses handed to them by the Rockies uh, yesterday night. So that was super dope. Um, obviously, my enthusiasm for this baseball season is is dwindling very quickly, um, as is a lot of teams at this point. So uh, we're going to skip over that. We're just going to go straight into football. Anyway, that's the exciting part that's going on. Um, we'll start out with a few things, um, of course. The Eagles played uh, against Andrew Luck and the Colts, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, of course, the the most important part of that was that Mr. Carson Wentz was back. Um, didn't look great. Didn't look great, uh, but didn't look terrible either. So for not playing uh, for not playing football in you know however many months, um, he didn't look awful. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and of course, like. The Browns won a game, and, you know, uh, Jameis Winston's supposed to be back, and all sorts of stuff going on in the NFL. So we're really just going to fill this podcast up with with some of that. So uh, let's get started with uh, with what I just brought up about Carson Wentz being back. Um, I, I mean, I thought he looked okay. Uh, the comfort level definitely was not there. You could tell the, the pocket presence uh, that he normally has was you know, for lack of being on the field for however many months is, um, was pretty poor to say the least. So, um, I think he's going to be fine though. Um, I was happy to see him at least be relatively mobile, um, being able to, to put some, put some stress on that leg and, um, or on that knee rather, and, and, you know, move around a little bit, get his bearings back. Uh, and of course we got the W, which is really all that matters. So to, to come back, um, you know questions about how you were going to be able to fit back in and all that of course it did help to be playing a, a pretty crappy colts team um their defense is not stellar at all so um there's a lot to go over in that game on both sides um the eagles red zone defense again saved our asses because uh we definitely should probably not have won that game at all. So um, big shout-out to, to the red zone defense coming in super clutch, I believe, at least two times again um, after a, a fumble by, by Carson and then, of course, that interception. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Overall, I didn't think it was a bad game for him um, totally. It is painful to not have any wide receiver help. The injuries there are starting to stack up big time. Uh, with now Wallace being out, um, thankfully Jeffrey's supposed to be back this week when we play the Titans, so hopefully that's true. Uh, I know he was clear for contact, so I don't I don't foresee there being any issues between now and Sunday that he can play. Um, still waiting to hear on Sproles and on Ajayi. Uh, if either of them are going to be good to go, uh, I can tell you that watching Wendell Smallwood and... Uh, Corey Clement, man, the backfield was not very exciting whatsoever. So um, I'm a big Clement fan. Anybody knows that. It's just I don't think he's a viable uh, even number two guy if you don't have some sort of change of pace in front of him. You know, Ajayi and and Sproles work well together, and last year Ajayi and then Clement because Ajayi runs a lot differently than Sproles or Clement would. Being downhill, uh, he's a bruiser, he's a big guy, you know, it's nice to be able to throw a change of pace in there. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, obviously, I'm not even going to say anything about Smallwood except for good job on, on getting us the game winning touchdown. That was nice. Um, he had a decent day. It was good to see him not, uh, not fumbling and, and not killing us like he did last year. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm still not a big fan. I, I think there's, there's better options out there, but um, good on him giving him a shot, and, and we'll see what goes on from there. Um, you know, I'm still not sure even with um, even with Jeffrey coming back if our uh, wide receiver core is going to be able to to keep getting the job done. Um, we got Wallace because we needed a, a deep threat, and now we don't have that either. So um, I don't know. I've heard people kicking around, you know, oh, we need to call Dez or, you know, we need to call some of these guys. I know before before Josh Gordon ended up with the Patriots, there was talks about that. Um, I think the chemistry in that locker room is is so good that I wouldn't want to bring in in a guy like Josh Gordon. Um, it's been proven time and time again that he cares more about himself than the team. So we'll see if that changes in New England. I'm I'm hoping so because the dude is is extremely talented. I mean, just raw talent, he's probably top five in the in the NFL. So I hope he gets his stuff together. And plus it'd be nice to see Brady have some help, speaking of teams with no wide receivers. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I don't foresee the Eagles reaching out to Des Bryant at all. I don't I don't know why they would need to. He's, um, you know, other than just to throw it in the Cowboys' face would be fun, I guess. But I don't – I wasn't even a big Dez, friend, Dez fan before he came out of college. You know, he had issues there. So um, we'll see what happens with him. I have a feeling he won't be – nobody's going to be talking to him till later on in the year when – you know, the, the playoffs are a little closer and, and somebody needs help or another injury comes down the pipeline or whatever. But there has been a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries this year. So who knows? He may get a shot to play still. Um, but overall, I, th- I think the Eagles look good. I think um, I thought the Colts looked decent too, for that matter. Their defense played way, way better than um, I honestly thought they were capable of. I, I saw this being at least a decent scoring game and it was pretty low scoring all the way up to the fourth quarter. So um good job for both defenses there. This early in the season is just weird to see, you know, um luck looks hobbled like big time. And the fact that they pulled him out for the Hail Mary at the end of the game has gotta be some sort of red flag if you're a Colts fan. Gotta scare you at least a little bit. I mean, um if he can't throw a forty yard you know forty yard Hail Mary is he really all there yet and, and, you know, with his history and I don't know, man, if I was a Colts fan, I'd be worried (laughs) for sure. Um, not that, you know, Brissett's like a terrible backup or whatever, but, um, you're paying Andrew Luck a lot, a lot of money for him not to be able to throw 40 yards downfield. So, um, on top of that defenses then pick up on that. So now everybody they play is going to be like, well, he can't throw deep anyway. So why should we, you know, why should we not cram the box or why should we not bring pressure every play? You know, uh, we don't need safety over the, over the top help. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And if it was just, a you know, Brissett has a cannon for an arm. So we're going to throw him out there deal. Or if it really was that Andrew Luck couldn't, um, couldn't make the throw. I don't know. I don't know. So overall is a weird game, uh, but it's an early NFL game. What do you expect? Um, I guess we could follow that up with the Browns. They uh, they pulled out a W against the Jets, and um, you know, of course, they had to go extremely overboard and have a parade. And um, I, I get it though. I mean, man, like Browns fans, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Browns fans are hands down the most loyal fan base ever. Because if you're still a Browns fan, like you, yeah, you hats off to you, no doubt. Like. The fact that you've stuck with a team that long and have been able to go through uh, was it now two you know two plus seasons or they hadn't won a game or it only won one game whatever it was I don't even know they're so bad half the time that nobody even pays attention to to their record you know and Hugh Jackson you know getting getting another win is good I guess it's two in two years so good for you bud uh, or two and. Two and a quarter years. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I still don't think that guy's the right way to go. But um he got the he got the W there. And and of course Baker is now uh the hero, the hero send in Cleveland. So um I'm not a Baker fan at all. Like I said, I think in either the first or second podcast, I think he's just a a more talented Johnny Manzel. I think he has some of the same attitude issues, but uh, from what I'm hearing from guys in the locker room, and um, Jarvis Landry specifically, was absolutely you know ranting and raving about his leadership qualities today. Um, maybe I have him pegged completely wrong, and and honestly, I hope I do because the Browns, you know, the Browns deserve to at least be competitive, man. I mean, they got to put up uh, you know five or six wins this year. That would be a massive improvement, especially with that roster. You know, the fact that. They have as you know as much talent as they do. Um, it speaks volumes to to them kind of sticking to their guns a little bit and, and trying to draft what what they picked as the best player. because um, Baker was, I mean on a lot of the draft boards, he was not even the third best quarterback for most people. So um, you know time will tell what happens with that you know, um, Darnell's another is the same thing. You know, I, I like how he plays, but he does have a little bit of a wing it mentality. And um, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, he's thrown a bunch of interceptions and, you know, had some some ups and downs, uh, but he's still out there slinging it, which to me is a good sign. Like he's not scared um, to make a mistake. Like a lot of rookie quarterbacks, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to get out there and let the team down or accidentally throw an interception or get sacked and fumble or, or whatever. They're worried about all that. So, um, I think for me, if I was a Jets fan, I'd be, I'd be, you know, relatively happy with that. And, um, you know, whatever it is, what it is. He's, he's going to be decent, I think. Um, and who knows? I, I know a couple guys had him as the best quarterback in the draft and, This is all how this goes, you know. You pick one guy to be the best, or you pick uh, somebody else to be the best, and then they play one season. And you know, look at Johnny Manziel. You know, he was pegged to go high, um, ends up going still in the first round, and then you know he's out of the league. You know, less than a year later, Um, Jamarcus Russell's another one. Like obviously, that sticks in your in your head. Ryan Leaf. There's a ton of quarterbacks that you can pick that should have been, you know, all world talent, and then turned into. I don't know, no talent, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. So um, for, for the Browns sake, I hope Baker is the answer. And I hope that they, they get it together a little bit. Like I said, five or six wins this year would be, would be nice. You know, I don't see them getting much over that. I think their division is still tough. Um, Cincinnati's coming out of the gates pretty good. Uh, Baltimore too. And I had Baltimore, I did not even have on my top 15 list. I thought they were going to be uh, really fighting with the Browns for the bottom of that division, but they've come out, uh, they look good and, um, we'll see what happens with them. Since and them are, are kind of the same deal. They, they always look at least decent, but, um, and then the Steelers who even knows what's going on with that. So that division might be, might be fun this year for sure. Uh, if the Browns can continue to build on what they're doing and then get a little more, um, a little more competitive, that might be, it might be pretty fun for sure to see um, how they can, how they can build on this first win and um, what they do with Baker going forward. Um, I have a feeling they're going to take the top off a little bit more and and let him kind of get his, get his feet wet uh, with something more than just check downs and and 10 yard passes and and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, congrats to the Browns for winning their first game. Um, It's good. It's good. I mean, um, honestly, they probably should be three and zero right now is as, as crappy as that is to say, um, better field goal kicking. And they probably, <laughs> they probably win the first game, uh, if not the second game. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh was lucky to get out of that game with a tie And the saints. Um, I was really surprised at the saints. I, Pittsburgh has a bad habit of playing down to their, to their opposition. So I wasn't terribly surprised that they struggled with the Browns, but the Saints I was because that offense is potent, potent. Uh, Drew Brees is world class, you know, like um I mean they put up 40 some points this weekend on the on the uh Atlanta defense. So it's not like they're they're lacking talent, but um you know, maybe this Browns team is going to going to put in a good year finally and um I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs or anything, but you know, maybe they get up to the, to the seven win echelon and next year they're able to make the bound to get, to get a wild card spot or something like that. So, um, if you're a Browns fan, hang in there, you know, it looks to be, um, it looks to be a little better. Now I'm not going crazy. Cause like I said, they were playing the jets who are equally as awful, um, as the Browns have been for however many years. So, um, this week will be fun to see, Uh, if Baker can follow it up, especially, you know, he's playing a whole game, it'll be different. So, um, I think a lot of people are going to keep their eyes on, on the Browns now. So, um, that should be intriguing. People actually paying attention to them. So, um, another team that's playing out of their mind that I had nowhere near anywhere, uh, the top of the NFL is, is the Buccaneers. And I think a lot of people had them pegged way at the bottom, um, a, of their division, and B, of the NFL as a whole. So um, Fitzpatrick is playing out of his freaking mind right now. Fitzmagic is right. I mean, the dude has been been insane. You know, um, I can say that because he beat my Eagles, and, and that was frustrating to say the least. But seeing how they were playing, I wasn't really that upset about it. Um, you know, they just played better than us, and that's what it was. Foles tried to come up with some magic late to – to get us a, you know, get us a win and, and we came close, but just didn't have enough in the tank. So, um, they played well, even the game against Pittsburgh, I mean, three interceptions in the first half and he comes back and I mean, they lose by a field goal. That's playing with a lot of heart. And, you know, every once in a while, uh, Fitzpatrick shows you why he's been in the league so long and why he's, uh, been paid so much money to, to play quarterback by all these different teams. Um, But, of course, we are now at the end of James Winston's three-game suspension. So um, I think the Buccaneers are going to make the right decision and stick with Fitzpatrick. I don't know if they are going to um, make that public ASAP. From what I've heard, it's already been reported that Fitzpatrick is going to start week four, um, which I hope is true because he deserves it. I mean – you know he's averaging 400 yards a game, 70 percent completion ratio. He's throwing 11 touchdowns. Like the dude is playing out of his mind. You'd be at, you'd be out of your mind to then play him or bench him and play Jameis. And I know Jameis had his best best season as a as a starter um, last season, and he looked good. But let's be honest. I mean, the dude's record overall with them is junk, and they won three games with him at the helm last year. So. I think more people have faith in what Fitzpatrick's doing than they're going to have in Jameis coming back. You know, I think this latest incident just proves that he's just, uh, you know, a kid that has no respect for anybody, but himself uh, doesn't care about anybody, but himself doesn't care about his teammates, doesn't care about uh, anything other than just jacking around and acting like a complete jackass. So um, honestly, I hope he rides the bench for the rest of the year. The bucks will cut him. Somebody will be dumb enough to pick him up, but, Um, he's probably going to be out of the league here in a couple of years when, when people realize that, you know, uh, his maturity level is not worth putting your team or your franchise at risk. The Bucks made the right move by taking him off all their, all their propaganda for this season. Um, he just doesn't have a place in the league, you know? Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, I don't think anybody has a lot of respect for anymore. Um, you know, with how things are going in the world with, um, with all these females coming forward with allegations of abuse and, um, you know, the way the world's going, I wouldn't want somebody like that on my roster. I just wouldn't want to deal with it. It's a proven problem all the way back to to college, and he clearly has learned absolutely nothing, you know. So um, if it's me, I'm keeping keeping Fitzmagic running as long as I can, um, barring an injury or him just playing, like, absolutely awful. You know, I'm not going to waste my time you know, trying to put a guy in that, you know, that's won 18 games total in three years. It's just not, not a good look at all. So um, we'll see what happens, but I think Fitzpatrick gets the nod going forward up until they have a reason to take him out, which I don't think he's going to give him. I think he's going to continue to play good. Um, Plus it seems like his rapport with everybody else in the locker room, like him coming out in Deshaun Jackson's clothes had me dying. He looked like a like a pirate, I guess, like a pirate, you know, who uh, pimps hookers out on the sideline. I don't know. Either way, it was hilarious. Um, and then, you know, uh, but he kept his facial hair and the chest hair, so that was good. Uh, but no, I, I, I like that from a quarterback. I think, you know, he's not, he's on the edge of like not being you know serious enough for for the moment but just being serious enough that you want him you know you want him calling the shots with your guys so if it's me he's getting a nod going forward and and winston can ride the bench or or do something else not a huge deal for me i mean they may want to try to trade him and see if they could get something out of it i don't know what they would get out of it at this point it'd probably be you know maybe maybe a second third round draft pick for him um if they're ready to pull the plug, which I would be at this point, I think it's time to move on from, from Jamis. And, um, you know, like I said, somebody else will pick him up. It's, it's not like he's going to go jobless, but, um, I don't know if they'd get anything from him, but it might be worthwhile to try to get something out of him while he still has some value. Um, but who knows, who knows? Um, we'll see what happens, I guess. But yeah, I thought the game against Pittsburgh, um, specifically, Fitzpatrick showed you know just how much heart he has and how much he wants to win um which we we tend to not see until he's up for a contract so maybe it just happens to be this year but hey if he's going to play all year like that you might as well ride the hot hand while you have it and uh, you know try to try to buy for a you know I don't know if they have enough firepower to stay with that division but you know who knows could you imagine if we ended up with uh you know, what the saints win the division or the Falcons win the division. And then, you know, the two wild card spots or the bucks and either one of those other teams, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be crazy. I don't, I don't foresee that happening, but you know, they could be one of the top two teams in the division. And, um, who knows that division looks tough again, though. And that's, that's crazy because I think a lot of people thought the bucks were going to be, um, a carpet mat this year. That's, that's kind of where I had them, especially in that division. Um, I had them at the very bottom and then Carolina right above them. So who knows? Who knows It's going to happen? It's been a funky start to the year for sure. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward, especially in that division. Um, I, like I said at the beginning, I had the Saints and the Falcons both making the playoffs. And now I'm not sure if, you know, if that's going to be the case or if the Bucks are going to squeeze in there and, and take over one of them or if this, you know, Fitzmagic turns into – Fits Tragic, and um, we go back to the Bucks in the basement. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that, no doubt. Um, speaking of keeping an eye on stuff, can, can we finally just admit that the Cowboys are just not a good football team? I mean, we had last year, oh, it's because, you know, it's because, uh, you know, injuries or because, you know, he's out, because Zeke's out or because the suspension or because this or that. Um, I think it's time to just admit that they're just not a good football team. It's, it's not any one particular person, in my opinion, other than uh, Jason Garrett, um, who probably shouldn't be a coach anymore, but you know, Jerry Jones ego is going to get in the way of that forever, um, because he put his neck on the line for that guy and probably shouldn't have, uh, up until this point, but I just don't see the Cowboys as being good. A with Dak at the helm and B with Jason Garrett leading the team. I don't see them ever competing with up, you know, the top, uh, NFC teams. I don't even see them competing in their division, really, to be honest with you. I think the Giants have more of an upside than the Cowboys do. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's funny that people want to blame it on this or blame it on that. Um, you know, if you want to blame one particular person, I probably would point at Jason Garrett and call it a day, but I don't think Dak is a good quarterback. Um, I think people are starting to realize that even though, um, just, you know, what last year, two years ago, they were calling for Dak as, as to be compared with Carson Wentz and to be considered an elite quarterback and blah, blah, blah. I, I never saw it. I think him and Zeke both were just products of a really, really, really good offensive line, and as soon as that started to change, you've seen their play start to change. And um, it's pretty obvious that without a absolutely stellar offensive line, they're going to be what they are. And you know that game against Seattle was probably the the best um, the best way to put it into words that you could say because. Seattle is a awful team. (laughs) They are not a good football team at all. And they got absolutely trounced by them. So, um, I don't know how much patience the Cowboys fans have compared to other franchises. Um, you know, but you know, Weedham boys or whatever they, they like to say, they're not a good team. They're not going to be a good team. Um, Zeke is a good talent, I think personally, but again, I, I don't know if he was just a product of how good that offensive line was. And now that Um, but again, they handed him the ball 16 times against Seattle. And I don't understand that at all. If you got a kid that can run like that, I mean, he's got to be at least touching the ball 20 times, 25 times. There's no brainer. And I get that they're playing from behind and you want to throw the ball a lot. But if you're not going to keep teams honest or keep defensive on defenses honest, what is the point of even having a running game? So, um, we'll see what happens with that. I don't see, like I said, I don't see them being competitive at any time a with Jason Garrett, um, how he's still a coach is beyond me. I I'm glad, honestly, I hope they sign him for a 30 year extension and he can just stay coaching the Cowboys forever. I would absolutely love that being an Eagles fan. Um, cause there's nothing to worry about at this point. You know, I think their defense, uh, last year was called into question, you know, all of the time. And now that's not the problem. You know, um, I think their offense is way more of an issue and what they should be doing is getting down on their knees and begging Des Bryant to come back and apologize for how stupid they were for cutting him because they have no wide receivers, no wide receivers at all. It's ridiculous, you know. Alan Hearns, what he's caught two passes this whole season, maybe been targeted like uh, three times. He was he was supposed to be Des' replacement, right? That was how this was supposed to work, you know. You have no tight end, dan- you know, danger now that um, you know you lost out on Goddard in the draft and. I don't know, man. It's just, they're a mess in my opinion, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you know, I, uh, for you, I don't feel bad even remotely because you, you love to talk shit on how bad the Eagles were forever. So now you guys get to enjoy it for a little bit. Um, and like I said, I wouldn't say the Redskins are on the up and coming before the Cowboys, but this year, uh, with Adrian Peterson and Alice Smith, they look a lot better than the Cowboys do. So, Um, that hurt and they put on green Bay was pretty impressive. So I don't know. The Cowboys may end up in the bottom, bottom seller of the NFC East, which I would love to see, you know, to be honest. Um, I still don't think the giants are quite there. Um, but they, they're better than the Cowboys and so are the Redskins and it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm just strictly talking about this year so far. Um, now obviously things can change. And, um, if, the play calling gets better and they they land on, on Ryden Zeke a little bit more. Um, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. But like I said, I don't think they're, they're any sort of threat to anybody in the NFC. Um, they'd probably be a lot better suited if they played in the AFC, but I'm still not sure they would be anywhere near uh, challenging for anything. So <laughs> we'll see what goes with that. Speaking of not being a challenge to anybody, what is going on with the Raiders? Uh, you know, John Gruden coming back was supposed to be he was supposed to be the guy, right? He was supposed to bring them back, and now they're zero three, and um, are finding ways to just go ahead and choke away games over and over and over. Um, you know, they choked to the Broncos, which is embarrassing. You know, they choked away this this last week. Um, I don't know what to say about them other than um, that was a that was a game they should have won. The Dolphins a shouldn't be three and zero, but good for them that they are. Uh, and the Raiders should not be 0-3. I mean, there's enough talent on that team to to be able to, to play with anybody, but they gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and you're not going to win a lot of games when you do that unless you're up by you know 30-some points in the fourth quarter. So um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. I don't know what the issue is. Um, you know, they've looked lethargic. The defense has looked boring. I think right now teams are just... A step ahead of them in every in every set of the way. So um, maybe Gruden's still getting his his shoes on. I'm a huge Gruden fan, so I hope that's the case. I really wanted to see him do well. Um, you know, obviously, like looking back at the Khalil Mack trade, like they look like massive losers right now. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm hoping that 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 ship gets turned around, or they at least can start putting up some fight, um, just for Gruden's sake, because I would like to see him. Um, put together a a nice product on the field. So um, I don't know. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. I know most people listening to this are probably Broncos fans based on where I'm located in Colorado. Um, So you guys are happy about the Raiders sucking. What you shouldn't be happy about is that the Broncos got trounced by a Ravens team. Um, That's just mediocre. And I said this at the beginning of the season. I said this after week two. All you guys getting all sorts of uppity about the Broncos need to settle the hell down because they beat – a really bad Seattle team, barely. And uh, then went on to barely beat a Raiders team that is now 0-3. So uh, I said this to begin with. I said this at the beginning of the season. The Broncos are still not a threat in the AFC at all. They're not even the third best team in their division. I still think the Raiders are a better team than them. I think they got out coached, which is saying something because the Broncos have terrible coaching. So um, I think... Honestly, I think the Broncos are going to fall fall back down to earth, um, and the Broncos fans are going to fall back down to earth here going forward when they start playing teams that actually matter. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to say the Broncos are going to be awful. I don't think they're going to be bad. I had them winning. I think I had them going seven and nine in my preseason prediction. So I don't think they're going to be they're bad. They're just not. I don't think they're as good as the Chargers or or the chiefs and i don't think anybody's as good as the chiefs right now because they look absolutely unstoppable mahomes is a real deal i was waiting before two weeks to say anything about him but the dude looks like he has it all his his attitude on the field the way he trusts his receivers that that i think is a huge issue in the league right now is that these quarterbacks don't trust their receivers enough you know um it's hard to throw a ball down the field and just trust that your receiver is going to go get it. But that's what he does. I mean, half these catches that Hill has made are just throw-ups. He's like, you know what? I trust that you're going to go go make me a play. And that's exactly what's happened. And you see the the points they're putting on the board. It's insane. Absolutely insane. He set a record, obviously, for for touchdown passes through three games past Brett Favre um, on that one. And it's, you know, uh, Peyton Manning, I think, was the other record holder on that. So I don't know. It's crazy Mahomes looks absolutely insane that whole team looks insane and I know this happens all the time with Andy Reid. he comes out in the first couple um, the first couple weeks or whatever to look absolutely untouchable and then they'll lose four in a row or whatever um, but this one, this one feels a little different although um, they were super stagnant in the second half and I don't know if that was part of that clamshell that you know you just kind of sit back and and try to coast to a win uh, hope nobody gets hurt kind of deal, or if they were really just outplayed by a 49ers team until Jimmy G went down. So I don't know. Um, but I think the chiefs are the real deal. I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. Um, they might be looking at a one seed going into the playoffs. So we'll see how, how long Mahomes hangs on to what he's doing. Um, reminds me a lot of what Carson Wentz did last year where, uh, you know, he was MVP candidate until he got hurt. So Um, good on you Mahomes way to go for you man and and good on the Chiefs for realizing that they had an opportunity to trade Alex Smith away and still get something back for him which is a key cornerback Um, and you know everyone thought they were crazy at the time like Mahomes wasn't ready and I don't know like all the talk through preseason Mahomes doesn't look very good and now everyone's just you know kind of I think awestruck by what the kid's doing. So good for him. Good for the Chiefs. Um, not so good for the 49ers. You know, um, the Jimmy G injury is probably a season-ender for them. Um, it's just they weren't that good to begin with, and then they lose a quarterback that a lot of people had a ton of hope for. And, man, I'm getting really tired of seeing these, these kids go down with ACL and injuries and and injuries in general, but, um, I mean, these kids have a lot of promise and then they get hurt and you don't know what, what's going to happen. I mean, look at Watson, since he's come back, it's, it's been kind of up and down with, with the Texans, obviously they've put up a good fight, but they, they are 0 and 3, which is not, um, what Deshaun looked like last year at all. So, um, it's painful to see Jimmy G go down and, um, you know, I don't know. I feel for him, obviously. Uh, luckily, the Eagles were able to uh, go ahead and, and push forward with Foles at the at the helm enough to to bring home a, a Lombardi trophy to Philly. So I can't really sympathize with him that much uh, other than going back to when McNabb used to get hurt every season, it felt like, and that was our hopes and dreams going down the toilet. So um, Niners fans, I feel for you. I think he's going to be fine when he comes back, but you guys are definitely in the... Uh, we're going to have a shitty rest of the season kind of deal. Um, I saw they worked out like seven quarterbacks yesterday or something like that. Um, and, of course, the the yo-bring Kaepernick back chancers and Facebook Warriors are all out there wanting him to bring Cap back. Um, Cap hasn't played football in a year and a half, so even if he was in football shape, which I don't think he is, but even if he was, um, Shanahan's offense is very um, – I don't know. I don't want to say complex because I don't think it is, but it's very systematic. So if you haven't been aware of that situation, um, you know, I don't know. If it was me, you know, maybe they they talked to the Ravens about trying to get RG3 back. Um, or not back, but Shanahan trying to get RG3 back, you know, because of how they work together in Washington. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure if they did that, there would be all sorts of uproar because, cap is just as good as rg3 and although that's true cap has never worked in shanahan's system like uh, rg3 has so to get rg3 up to up to speed with the niners and they're either way they're going to be a backup you know but is going to going to take the helm from from here so um it's not like they're trying to find somebody to go start next week but i do think it would be a lot easier to have somebody that's familiar with the playbook so um i don't see that happening i don't see them trying to trying to make a trade for a guy that isn't really going to make a huge difference. They'll probably end up signing somebody trashy like Clausen or, or something like that just to throw behind Bethesda so they can finish the season. I think they have a, a, a rookie kid as their third string right now. So, well, now second string. But um, I don't see them trying to make a trade unless it was a, a very, very late-round pick, you know, a seventh-round pick or something like that. So, um, But I do feel bad for, for the Niners because I thought they were going to have a good year um relatively good year and it would have been nice to see what Jimmy G could do for a full season so um, tough loss for them for sure and of course that they lost the chiefs on top of that dropped to one and two on the year so um, they might be them and them in Seattle might be fighting for the well actually I don't know I mean, really, the only good team left in that division is the Rams. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, I don't I don't foresee them trying to go out to to do anything other than just try to find somebody to fill that third-string quarterback role. Um, I guess we could talk about the Packers and, and the Redskins. Uh, like I said earlier, the Redskins put an absolute beating. Uh, Adrian Peterson looks like a renewed man in Washington. I don't know what's going on with that, but he looks amazing. Um, he looks really good and the Packers, they don't look very good. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to bring this up now because I do want to talk about it later, but the, um, the roughing the passer calls are starting to get on my nerves. And I think they're on the nerves of pretty much anybody that watches the NFL and anybody that's a fan of any team I've heard, you know, guys that. Are you know, for instance, the Minnesota game uh, where Green Bay, you know, Clay Matthews got that terrible call at the end of the game, you know, and now that the game's over, even, you know, even Vikings fans could admit it's just a terrible rule. The new rules are ridiculous. If you don't put a pillow down and tuck them in nicely for bed, you're getting flagged and it's just ridiculous. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to get off track on that just quite yet, but we are going to discuss it because it's just absolutely stupid. So um, going through some of the other games, we could talk about the baseball game that the Titans and the Jaguars played, which was just ridiculous. Um, you know, nine to six game, <laughs> very, very boring, unless you're a big fan of defenses and field goal kicking, I guess. Um, but the Titans, Titans pulled out a win against the Jags there, um, which is impressive in and of itself. Um, the Titans defense played really well, um, I. I guess they have highlights for that game. I haven't watched them nor cared to watch them. Anything where there was, you know, five field goals as the scoring, I don't care. So uh, we'll skip over that since I don't really have a whole lot of input on that. Uh, Panthers put away the Bengals, um, gave the Bengals their first loss. Uh, like I said earlier, the Bengals look good. Um, so do the Panthers now, though. So that whole division is looking is looking really good now that the Bucks are, are playing legitimate legitimate football. Um, I don't know. The Bengals are kind of what they are every year, you know. Um, they do still have one of the best wideouts in the game, and in my opinion, A.J. Green is an absolute monster. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. It's been a, a fun start to the season for them, though. They looked good. Um, beat the Ravens, you know, and, and uh, division games are always a good thing to start out with a win. So um, moving right along, Texans, we already kind of talked about them um, and how Deshaun Watson just doesn't look... Like himself, um, for them to be 0 and 3 at this point is um, it's got to be a little unnerving. I don't know if that puts Bill O'Brien in the in the hot seat category yet, uh, but I think if they don't if they don't do something here, they're gonna you know he's gonna be in the hot seat. So I think as of right now um, he's probably okay just because Watson's kind of working himself back in. Um, but if they don't win in the next week or so. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hot seat city time for for good old good old Bill. So um, I think he's a good coach. I just I'm not sure, you know, if he's gonna be able to to pull these guys back together enough to be able to go on a run, um, which is surprising because I thought the Texans were gonna have a good year. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, when it comes down to it, you know, uh, unfortunately they've had some bad luck. Um, they probably should have beat the Giants you know, the giants are are not a great team. Saquon finally had a good game, um, which was nice to see, but ultimately the giants are not that great. So, um, I guess we'll keep an eye on them going forward and see what happens. And, um, once we get to the end of the episode, I'm going to do my, my top 10 teams so far, I don't like to do it the first, you know, first one in two weeks because they're still working out kinks. And a lot of these guys never played in the preseason. So, um, I think the, the third week's a good starting point. And then we'll do that every week going forward. I am trying to get better about doing these every week. Life is, is crazy. So um, I will be... Normally, Tuesday nights is when I would like to get them done and, and uploaded. Um, here we are sitting Wednesday night. So not too bad. Just a day late. Um, my buddy Cecil, who was supposed to be here tonight is unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately for him, uh, got invited to play in a pro pool tournament. So he is off doing that tonight, uh, hopefully winning himself some money. If not, we're going to heckle the shit out of him next week. Uh, but he will be here next week to, to chat. Um, he's my resident Bronco guy, if you will. Uh, he's a massive Broncos fan, has been his whole life. Um, he's been through all the, all the ups and downs with the Broncos, much like I have with the Eagles. So me and him get along well, even though we root for completely opposite teams. Um, except for in the Super Bowl, he was pulling for the uh, the Eagles, as was much of the nation. Cause fuck the Patriots. Um, moving right along, Chargers, Rams for the battle of Los Angeles. Um, God, the Rams look good. I knew they were going to be good, but I was not sure how all those egos and personalities were going to fit together. But holy shit, they look like the Warriors of the uh, NFL right now um, they might run rock through this whole league this year and just steamroll everybody on their way to a super bowl appearance. Um, at the B be- beginning, I I had picked them to be my super bowl team from the NFC in my reality check. Uh, and then in my heart, you know, obviously I picked the Eagles, but, uh, in real life, I don't, there's not a lot of weaknesses on that team. That defense is straight up scary. Um, I did see that they had to put to on, on IR, uh, with the depth they have, I don't really see that being a massive issue. <laughs> massive issue for them. Um, they're hoping he's going to play again this season. We'll see what happens with that. Keep an eye on it. But like I said, with how how deep they are, I don't see that being a massive problem for them. Um, on the flip side, the Chargers are now one and two, which is um, honestly like I, I kind of saw them being two and one at this point. I thought uh, they were going to. I think a lot of people had them losing to the Rams. I don't think they're quite on that level yet. Uh, talent-wise, they look like it. If you if you read their roster, they look like it. Um, but they've had a rough start to the season, so we'll see if they can pull it pull it back together. I know a few guys had them as their as their AFC Super Bowl team, which I thought was extremely premature just based on a roster. But um, we'll see what happens with them. Um, I saw a funny thing today where you know um, it's one of those fake uh, fake text message chats or whatever, and it's all the NFL teams and the Rams were. We're telling them that they were the Clippers now uh, of the NFL, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. So, um, you know, Rams are Lakers and the, the Chargers are the Clippers, which is a great, great comparison and probably relatively accurate. We'll see how the season plays out. But as of right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride that wave and say that's true. <laughs> so um, we already talked about the Cowboys and how crappy they are and how bad the Seahawks are. But, you know, Russell Wilson was able to, to get them a win there. Um, Cardinals Bears who gives a shit and again the Cardinals are going to be bad this year we knew that going into it um, who knows whatever it is what it is Bradford uh, Rosen it's just doesn't matter who's out there they're just not a good team so um, the Bears though two and one Trubisky's looking good and um, I mean who knows they might actually be competitive in that division this year so um, I mean with the Vikings getting absolutely hammered um, I was going to save that one for a little bit, but they got hammered by an absolutely terrible Buffalo Bills team. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm going to put that on the complacency side of things and them still being upset about the tie with, uh, with Green Bay, I'm hoping. Uh, if not, that was extremely embarrassing and, and probably somewhat of a wake-up call for um, the every week, you know, any given Sunday, you need to show up every week. It doesn't matter who you're playing kind of deal. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. The fact is they got absolutely embarrassed by an absolutely horrible Bills team. So maybe that'll kick them into gear a little bit. Um, but so far I have not been very impressed with the Vikings. I don't think they're, um, on the same level they were as last year. And at this point, I think a lot of Vikings fans are saying we could have saved a shit ton of money, kept Case Keenum and probably been in better shape than we are right now. So, um, if you're a Vikings fan, I'd love to get your input on that and and see if you're in the same um, see if you're in the same boat I am with that because that's kind of where I feel I've said that from the beginning. I never thought Cousins was worth that much money, and that's why the Redskins never signed him to that kind of bread. So um, you know, who knows? If you're uh, if you're a Vikings fan though, I'd I'd love to hear your your thoughts on that. Um, to round it all out, we'll get uh, right down to go ahead and laughing at. Those good guys over there in New England and um you know, Matt Patricia getting the best of uh, Mr. Belichick. Um I, I don't know. I think A it was a very, very good win for the Lions and a lot of pressure um kind of off Patricia's back to finally get a win. Um and to do it against the Patriots, who are supposed to be a, a Super Bowl contender, uh, was good. I have a feeling it's more so just because he is so familiar with how Bill Belichick runs his team that he just had the upper hand on that. Um, but it could also be that the fact that the Lions finally had a 100 yard rusher. Um, they finally had, you know, carry on, which of course uh, is a great name for running back, but he finally cracked the 100 yards and they happened to pull a win out. So. Um, I'm hoping that's a good building block for the lions because, uh, they haven't had a rushing game in like three years. So, um, I mean, shit to have no 100 yard rushing games in, in a couple of years or a couple seasons anyway, is rough as it is. So, um, good for you, Patricia. Uh, of course, all of us that aren't Patriots fans enjoyed watching them get it stuck to them by the lions. Um, which brings up the question, is it time to panic? over there in, in Beantown, and um, if I if I hadn't been watching football for the past, you know, 27 years of my life, I would have been like, oh, uh, yeah, it definitely is, but no, we've seen the Patriots do this before, we've seen the Patriots do this often, actually, they stumble a little bit out of the gates, and everyone's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, you know, I think this season's different because of all the distractions from the offseason, and all the drama between Brady and Belichick, and um, yada, yada, yada. But no, it is not time to panic. They're still going to be good. They're going to pull pull it together. Um, the Josh Gordon thing is interesting to me because Brady obviously needs some receiver help. Um, Edelman will be back next next year or next uh, next year. Yeah, next week rather after his suspension's up. And um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Are they going to be Are they going to be the same Patriots team we're used to seeing? I would assume so. I would think that they're going to get their stuff together. Um, but the fact that the Lions put up 26 points on them is is a little concerning for their defense. And I think we knew going in their defense wasn't going to be great. But that's a Lions team that has had um, struggles in recent years. I guess would be a fair way to say it. Um, struggles. We'll go with that for sure. But regardless, I do think they're gonna they're gonna figure uh, figure out their stuff and, and get back into it. Plus, they play in probably the worst division in football, so they can't really be um, they can't be that bad, right? It doesn't really matter. Who cares, kind of deal. So um, we'll see where they lend up, but I'm not worried about it. Um, I don't think you know all these reports about people being frustrated and yada yada yada. I don't think any of that's true. I, I'm sure they're frustrated with the fact that they're one and two at this point but I do not believe they're frustrated with the Patriots way or the way Belichick runs the team, or I think they're frustrated because they're not winning. And if you, if you ask me, those are the kind of players I want. I want guys that want to freaking win, you know, and I want guys that are pissed off when they're not winning. So, um, yeah, that's for me, that's the way it goes, you know, um, it's kind of whatever. So, um, I guess that's it for for games anyway. Um, I think we covered just about everything and and everything I wanted to cover. Um, Should we delve into this roughing the passer bullshit that has fallen to make the NFL almost unwatchable? Um, I don't know where to go with this other than 100 things that haven't already been said, but they need to figure something out on how to fix this because it is absolutely ruining games. Um, You know, the... The calls on Clay Matthews, I think, in Minnesota and again in Washington, were absolutely horrific. Uh, and then you got, you know, you got over there, at Oakland, um, or I guess it was technically in Miami, but he goes to sack um, sack Carr and tries not to fall on him and ends up tweaking his knee and tearing his ACL. So now you got guys getting hurt trying not to get a penalty. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know uh what they can do to fix it i don't know where they're going to go to fix it but they need to figure something out and they need to figure something out quick because they're going to start losing uh losing viewers you know now you got a guy like hayes who uh was trying to play the game based on your crappy rules rather than just being able to sack a quarterback quarterbacks have been sacked since the beginning of time and now all of a sudden we gotta we gotta protect them Here's the, here's the problem. They're trying to protect them because they're losing money when quarterbacks go out. So last year, when Aaron Rodgers goes out, if the Packers are on primetime, who's going to watch them? Everyone wants to see Brett Hundley play? No, no one gives a shit. If Rodgers isn't playing, no one wants to watch it. So now, in the offseason, you go through this stretch of, all right, we got to adjust these rules and yada, yada, yada. And now, you can't even hit a quarterback. And it was... It was Ridiculous as it was, you know, and there were guys getting favoritism calls, you know, that you could kind of pick out Brady Rogers, you know, Manning back when he played. um, A lot of those guys got favoritism. And when you look at guys getting hit like Cam Newton or Mike Vick when he played, and and kids like that, that would get absolutely abused, and you'd never see a roughing the passer call. Now you see roughing the passer if you sneeze on a quarterback, and it's awful. So here's what they're going to do they're going to come out and say, we're not making any changes to the rules, yada yada yada, and then they're gonna spend two days telling us how they're changing the rule without actually changing it. So, um, but I think the frustration is absolutely ridiculous for players to be speaking out against, the, you know, against the rules. Uh, you know, you mess something up. So they got to revisit it. They got to come up with something to. Um, they got to come up with something. I don't know. It, it's just it's embarrassing for teams to. You know, you get a good play like a sack, and then oh nope, here's fifteen yards. You know, here's fifteen yards. Here's fifteen yards to help them walk down the field and score. It's not. It's not beneficial. And now you guys got you got guys flopping like nobody's business. I mean, you know, Monday night Ben Roethlisberger took uh, what would have been the equivalent of like a toddler high five to the helmet and act like he got hit by a cinder block falls to the ground boom 15 yards they get a first down they end up scoring like it's not fair that these quarterbacks can now use this stuff to their advantage when it's when it's third down for instance and oh oh he hit me low or oh I got hit in the face mask or, or whatever and I'm not I'm not trying to say that they're using it to their advantage but that play specifically stuck out to me like nobody's business on how awful of a flop it was and it stuck out as this, you know, this let them go down the score. And now that we know the end, end score of the game and the fact that the Bucks only lost by three, are the, are the Steelers, you know, two, what, two and two and one, I guess, or zero, two and one, I guess would be the proper way to give their record. But well, what do we know what their record is if, if that penalty is never called? So it's ruining games. Same thing with Green Bay. Are Green Bay and, and Minnesota going to tie if Clay Matthews doesn't get that roughing roughing call at the end of the game? No, they're not. So, I mean, they're going to have to figure something out. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's honestly, it's stupid. Um, God, it's just dumb. You know, I, I'm pretty sure Ben, even Big Ben, even you know, admitted to selling that hit. You know. Uh, I think he said he sold it a little bit or whatever. And if he can admit that now, and these refs they don't care because next game he's gonna go out and do the exact same thing and get the same freaking call. You know, it it takes away a lot of the integrity of the game. It it makes defenders, you know, weak. And what you're gonna have is no kids that want to play defense. That's the real problem. If you look down, if I had if my kid was gonna play football and he said he wanted to be a defensive lineman, I'd be like, no. Why would you want to? Or a corner, or a, yeah, a cornerback or a safety. No, why would you want to? You can't hit anybody. You can't touch anybody. You can't do anything. Go play wide receiver. Go play running back. You can't even get hit, you know. Uh, running backs still get, get pretty abused, but go play quarterback or go play wide receiver. You can't even touch those guys anymore. So, I'm frustrated with it. I think anybody that's a fan of, of teams like the Bucks or like Minnesota, I'm sorry, like Green Bay, you know, like Miami, these teams that have had a serious, serious impact by horrible calls. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you want to, what you want to say. Um, it's embarrassing to say the least. It makes the league look soft, and a league that already looks soft and already thinks it's just a bunch of uh, overpaid babies. You know, it's not a good look for the league at all. So, if it's me, I think it's time to to revisit our horrible. Um horrible idea that they just picked uh for this rule anyway, or at least come up with a little bit better of an explanation on on the rule. The the whole body weight landing on a quarterback is not a good explanation. It's not a good way to call a penalty. How are you supposed to tackle somebody without your body weight getting on them? Makes no sense. So um I would expect to see something about that here in the next week or so. So um with that being said, we've kind of checked off all my junk. Eh, we're about 56 minutes in let's do our, our top 10 teams of the season so far um, <coughs> excuse me I think we'll start at number 10 and work our way um, work our way backwards excuse me I'm just gonna grab a pen here that way we can fact- check myself next week and see if I'm still in the same boat um, and I don't know 10. 10's a weird spot to put somebody, isn't it? It's kind of like well, you're you're kind of good, but not quite good enough to get there. Um, the top of the list is a hell of a lot easier to put together. So, um, regardless, number ten, I think I'm gonna sling sling the Bears in there, and um, just because I like what I've seen of Trubisky so far. Um, they're two and one, which a lot of teams are, but I think they're they're on the upswing. Like I said, this strictly just so far this season. So it's hard to put anybody anywhere. Um, number nine, I'm going to put the Patriots. Um, like I said, they're going to get it together. Their record isn't really an indication of them at all. Um, it's just kind of how it is. Um, number eight, um, I'm going to be sitting on on the Packers. I still think they're a decent team. I just don't think they've had... Honestly, they should be 2-1 and one at this point. Um, shouldn't have tied with Minnesota, shitty call, got them there, um, so yeah, I'm going to sling them at number eight, at number seven, uh, I'm going to throw the Ravens in there, um, I know the record is is decent so far, uh, but I still don't have them that high on my list, um, number six, uh, currently, I'm going to have the Dolphins. And I know I just talked about how I didn't think they were a great team, and they're not built that well. But as of right now, they're 3-0. and So uh, that'll be my number six team. Number five, I have the Eagles. A um, little bit lower than I would like to see, being an Eagles fan, of course. But um, we've only had one game with Wentz. They did win. So they're on the upswing. I think they're going to be fine. Um, number four, I have the Jags, uh, one of my top teams in the AFC. If you remember going back to to that list. Um I think they're really good. Number 3, I have the Bucks. Um I think that offense is crazy right now and if Fitz keeps playing how he's playing, uh who knows what's going to happen with them. Uh, number 2, I have the Saints. Um I think they found their found their light now after that Cleveland game. Um Breeze looked absolutely unstoppable this weekend. Um, and then they get to play the Giants this week so they're probably gonna end up going three and one get back to the top of the division plus they beat the living breaks off of an Atlanta team um, they gave up a lot of points though so I'm not sure I'm settled on their defense yet um, but we'll see what happens like I said this is strictly just up until this point I'm not looking at last year's record I'm not looking at preseason I'm literally looking at a three- game window of these guys um, and number one, of course, is the Rams. I still think they're the best team in the league on paper and on the field so far. I don't think there's anybody that's close to them. Um, this is all going to change, you know. I don't have the Chargers in there for say, you know, for say, but they're one and two. I don't have the Titans in there; they're two and one. So, you know, this is a very preliminary. Like I said, I hate this. I don't even have the Vikings in there; they're one one and one. You know, uh, this is probably the the most useless point of of doing uh, a top 10 is three weeks in you know it's honestly like basically doing it week one in my opinion so but next week we'll do it again and then we'll do it again until we get you know all the way through the season we'll see who sticks on the top 10 really the the top five is going to change a ton I'm sure Um, but at this point this top 10 is going to change a ton as well so um, you know whatever happens happens but it is fun to do and, and fun to rank you know, ranked teams based on their current plays rather than, you know, everyone does a preseason and everyone does a, um, this is who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl or these are my playoff teams or whatever. Shit. I even did that, you know, a couple, couple episodes ago. So, um, we'll, we'll go through it every week. And I, I like it. I like to, it's one of my favorite things on on the herd and, and listening to Colin Cowherd and pick his 10 teams. Cause, um, you know, the guy's been doing it forever, so he has a, a good idea of, of who to pick. Um, he did pick the Ravens before the season even started to be his dark horse team. And so far, he looks like he may have made a good pick. So um, I think uh, I think it's a fun little thing to do, regardless of if you're wrong, right, indifferent. doesn't really matter. It's just a, a fun little thing to do. Um, to cover the fantasy football stuff, I know I was going to try to do that. Um, but I don't have enough time to even pay attention to my own team, much less then do an additional podcast about it. Um, so maybe next year, we will next season, we'll try to try to put that get, put that together a little better. Plus, I would like to be in a league with some of the guys I do the podcast with. That would probably make it a little more enjoyable. Plus, we get to talk trash to each other during the season and on the podcast for you guys to hear. So um, that would be a blast as well. So um, I think I'm gonna call it a night here. Um, again, really appreciate you listening. It's, um, it's really nice to see that people are, are enjoying, uh, listening to the podcast. You know, like I said, I just started it as a, as a fun thing for me, kind of a way to get my thoughts out of my head other than just bombarding my, my friends or my dad with them when, uh, I see them for the very few minutes that we get. So, um, I really appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen. Um, take time to write comments or, or shoot me messages or whatever i really appreciate that too um you can do that on facebook it's just facebook slash according to flapjack um or twitter is just at flapjack steve um, shoot me some messages like i said vikings fans if if you're around i'd like to hear your take on on where you're sitting currently and how you feel about the the money that you threw out to cousins um, honestly i think going forward it's going to be pretty NFL focused until the NHL and NBA season start up. Um, those of you that don't know, I'm a massive, massive Flyers fan. So once that starts up, we'll be, go- we'll be covering them. I may be trying to go to two podcasts a week to keep one kind of NFL specific because that is my first, first love, if you will, and then a second one for the NBA, NHL, you know MLB, when they get into the playoffs, stuff like that. So um, if that's something you guys would like, I'd I'd love to hear it. Um, but once again, thank you uh, for checking out what we had going on tonight. Um, and uh, if you uh, if you enjoyed it, leave us a rating, leave us thumbs up, leave us a message. I don't care what you do. Um, but again, thanks for listening. Hope you all have a great evening, and we will see you in a few days.